Welcome to another Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today. So tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about Ghouls in Glory weekend or week um, and my some, some thoughts on that. But I did want to let you know this episode is the Gold Hoarder episode I got to sit down with a bunch of great folks to talk about uh, our experience with Monkey Island's Tall Tale 2 and 3. So some spoilers there. Uh, we do talk about it in depth. So if you haven't played through those and you don't want to be spoiled on any of the uh, the kind of climactic if, uh, events in that uh, set of Tall Tales, hold off on this one for now if you don't want to hear that commentary. Um, hopefully you haven't been spoiled by the other ones, but we are going to be focusing on that uh, during this episode. But before I get into any of that, I want to thank the patrons. They're the ones that went over to patreon.com forward slash keelhauled podcast to show their support for this content. If you like this podcast and you want to support it, there's an easy way to do so. It is through Patreon. Uh, you get your own feed. If you're at the captain tier, you do get your access to the Discord channel just for uh, them, as well as uh, the potential to get into the guild. As right now, I'm, I think I've got like one spot left on the main one, and I'll kick up a, another one if we start getting more interest in it uh currently i think we're at level like 24 25 I'm, I'm not sure i haven't checked like as of the moment of recording but i know we were at 24 um so that's going pretty strong really love to see it uh really glad to see a bunch of folks uh joining in on the guild and uh sailing around and stuff been playing with uh, other people's ships lately and I just really appreciate the, uh, the the support that they're putting in. Not only does it take care of the bills for this podcast, as well as like the, the software and editing, as well as the publishing and uh, hosting rights and stuff that I have to worry about, um, but it is also helping me get a new PC. I'm very close to finishing up that build. I've only got the CPU, the GPU, the case, and uh, probably one backup hard drive that I have left to really invest in. And uh, the, the support from the Patreon goes towards that specifically. Um, um, so let's get into it. I want to shout out these folks. These are the tier two and tier threes. I really appreciate the uh, the support that they give. So thank you to People's Republic, L Cute, Balls, Bam Bam Bagel, Captain Chonky, Captain Hayes, Chateau Neuf, Super Pack, Zombie Killer, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Static Mirror, DA Gaming, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fergatron, Godhammer Six, I'm Dependa Now. Trickster, Jorby Jorbs, Carl Embo, Kazia the Aficionado, Nightstar, Cryptic Slayer, Lumpy SRQ, Evil Morpheus, Space Admiral Ors, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Nipperkim, Mutinous Max, Norwegian, Raja the Brave, Registella the Brony Pirate, Replicated Flame, Rustbell Kid, Scamelt 666, Captain Dasm, Tommy D, DN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Captain J Rat of the Flaming Cold Sore, The Lore Chronologist, Dead Eye Dre, Hager Owl, Jeff H, Ghost Boy 20, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Ruski Doo, Thor Von Blitz, Windsor Chris, Luke Lore, The Insipid Ghost, and Zam Wow. Thank you all so much for your love, for your support, for your conversation. It's been really fun to sail with a few of you uh, uh, in the guild charter recently. It's been really great to have you pop on. Um, having folks like know that, that, that you're sailing and having like a, a guild ship to jump onto, 
really cool i love seeing folks pop on um even if it's just me trying to work out a couple things for like the ledgers and stuff so um thanks to those of you who've been helping push the level as well as uh those have jumped into sale with me as well too so really cool to have that happen Let's get into uh, this week's episode for the uh, Keelhauled podcast. Um, this is the community episode, but before I want to, I, I want to get this out there so that you have an understanding of something that um, may not have like gone into your purview. Uh, there has been issues with the Sea of Thieves servers. Um, they are aware of this and they are working to actively fix uh, some of the major issues that are going on right now. Um, Ghoul and Glory event is live. Uh, so make sure that you are getting an opportunity to log in. You don't want to miss out on getting your Sea of the Damned, uh, Rapier of the Damned um, sword. So you're going to get a Skull of Destiny Voyage. You're also going to get a Rapier of the Damned. That's going on till November 1st, which is this coming Wednesday. You're also going to get the standard double rewards for any kind of allegiance, seasonal renown, all that good stuff. Um, and everything looks different in, in the, the Sea of Thieves, obviously, like I talked about this last week, I believe. Um, and then the, the sale in the Emporium is going on until the 5th of November as well, too, if you want to capitalize on some sales that are going on for that. Um, the servers have uh, been a little on fire, nothing major. Uh, I mean, it's it's bad, you know, but it's not like the worst thing in the world you know they're not down they're just really bad <laughs> so um of my experience i'll say that i personally uh, have not really run into a whole lot i've had a couple weird load issues and uh that's been kind of scary because you never know if you're going to dc but i was able to do some hourglass uh this weekend as well as uh some some normal sailing around um, during the week, uh, during Ghoul and Glory, and it wasn't bad, you know, it, it was, it was kind of, you know, it, it was better than normal, I guess would be a better way to, to put it, um, but they are rolling out a hotfix that is coming uh, Monday, October 30th, um, this is 3 a.m. for uh, Pacific Coast, this is 6 a.m. for East Coast, it'll be, uh, let me think, 11, no, 10 a.m., I think 10 a.m., uh, uh no G gmt i can't think of british summertime just ended and i think they fell back an hour which normally would have put them at 11 a.m but i think that's at 10 a.m for them now i don't know time time zones are so weird uh but anyway they're working on doing that it's going to be down for a little bit um they haven't said like what their estimated time is for how long it'll take to roll out that hotfix so just kind of be aware that on Monday for a little while, things are going to be a little sketch. So don't, don't go, you know, stacking four to the dams, um, to, to try and like capitalize on that. Make sure you're turning in on a regular basis or, uh, you know, just holding off on Monday just to make sure that you're not having to worry about being interrupted during that hot fix. And who knows, could be, could be better, could be worse. So we're not really too sure, but, um, I hope you guys are having a good weekend. I hope, hope your experience has been good. Uh, I have seen a few folks run into issues with like alabaster beards and whatnot. So it's, it's a bummer, um, that these kind of things like always kind of bring things down, uh, when you want to just really kind of enjoy the experience, you know, you want to play the game. You don't want to have these weird hiccups, um, and it kind of goes back to, I think, what Davram said uh, over on the, the Pirate Talk radio is, is that right now it is extremely difficult to tell if the fixes that they put in for season 10 
are accurately working because we genuinely are still having major issues with the servers uh, as a whole. So now is not a really good time to really kind of gauge on like how season 10 is feeling, right? Um, I think if we get an opportunity to really kind of address some of the server issues, they've already knocked down the servers size from five, uh, from six ships down to five ships, uh, from 24 players down to 14 players. So we're already seeing like there's going to be fewer people to run into and server, server performance is already taking a hit. Um, and we'll have to kind of see how things play out, you know, just uh, kind of be cautious. I would recommend, you know, try not to to stack too much because you can never trust that uh, that you'll you'll be able to turn it in, even if you aren't able to like run into other players uh, where that might cause that issue. Um, the servers themselves might just hiccup, and if that happens, then I would hate for you to lose a whole bunch of gold that you worked really hard to do that you didn't get to turn in because of technical issues. It's there's not much you can really say, you know, positive or uh, about it. But at the same time, I, I know it's not going to stop any of you from playing for the most part. Uh, some of you might might take a break and I don't blame you because right now there's a lot of really good games that came out. Um, so if you feel frustrated by the servers, uh, I would encourage you to take a look at some of the other stuff that's out right now. There's plenty of other games that have other seasonal content that's out that I know I've been dipping into like Fortnite, Call of Duty, um, I haven't done any Destiny 2, honestly. And uh, there was another, oh, Diablo 4, huge into Diablo 4 right now. I think I'm, I'm getting in, into my 60s on my Necromancer. It's just a, a really fun build for minions. Um, but I mean, when I'm not killing skeletons and Sea of Thieves, I'm usually raising them in Diablo. So uh, if you guys are having trouble on the seas, I would encourage you to take a breath, put on some music, jump into a different game, you know, walk your dog. Uh, bake some cookies, throw candy at kids, uh, hide bodies in the backyard, you know, plenty of stuff you can do that I'm sure has been on the list of things to do for a while uh, while the servers are sort of started kind of like working themselves out. So just wanted to toss this out there kind of as a heads up, let you guys know what was going on uh, before we jump into the Golden Glory episode, because I know if you have played Monkey Island, I think you're going to find some sympathetic voices this week. Uh, we had a really good discussion with some folks uh, in the Keelhauled community, um, and it was really nice to get their their input because I think that if Rare is to go back and do any future kind of Tall Tales with a crossover IP, um, some of this uh, uh, feedback should be something that is taken into consideration because um, I, I do agree with a lot of what they said. So Pirates, with that, uh, let's let's wait no further. Let's get into the discussion with the Keelhauled community uh, Discord members, the, the Keelhauled uh, uh, Gold Hoarders, if you will. All right. Well, welcome everyone to the October 2023 Gold Hoarder episode. This is a great episode to be talking about Tall Tales. Um, I know there's a ton of news to be talking about with Season 10 and guilds and our guild uh, hitting 15 and other guilds hitting 10 and everyone's like trying not to exploit like Hourglass right now. Um, but we missed last week's or last month's um, opportunity to talk about uh, Monkey Island, Tall Tale 2, and Tall Tale 3. And I really want to get everyone's uh, perspective on this because this is what I consider um, still buggy, but still the best content that I've seen Rare put out to date as far as like full idea, culmination of, of uh, kind of design and intent. 
um and and like actually execute on like a schedule like they they actually nailed the schedule even if it was down to like the 11th hour um so i wanted to talk to everyone get everyone's opinions on that uh for this episode so that next month uh we can sit down i want to talk about season 10 uh the skull of siren song i want to talk about guilds and then um safer seas if we know more info by the end of november but most likely that'll probably be like towards the end of December. So that's kind of like the the goal that I have for the gold hoarder episodes over the next few months. Um, but I know timing is going to be sketchy because especially in America, we've got a lot of holidays coming up and that's always kind of like a kind of like a hard time to ask people to jump on. So if we need to shift a date to like a week earlier or something, um, let me know so that we can kind of get that out ahead of schedule so that folks kind of prepare for it so that we aren't trying to record on like Thanksgiving weekend or Christmas day or something like that. All right. Um, and I do have the events already posted on the discord. Uh, so if you want to check out the dates for that, see if it's, if it's something that you can jump into or if you have suggestions, I'm totally open to, to hearing feedback on that as well too. But um, I wanted to walk down the list of who's all joining this week. Uh, I'm very happy to have a whole bunch of folks that I love and talk to on a regular basis. Um, so welcome, Captain Hayes. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing very well, very well. Awesome, you've been killing it with uh, the hourglass battles and stuff, really pushing our, yeah, our guild rank busy. up. Um, yeah. And then uh, we've also got El Jefe Esteban, who I'm sure you've all heard the name of multiple times. Jefe, how are you doing? I'm doing well, sir. Awesome. Are you having a good uh, uh, Halloween so far? Uh, we are, yes. Actually, I've been spending my weekend so far crushing out four of the dams, Ooh. getting those chests. Lucky. Uh, I haven't gotten to do any. Uh, next up, we've got the one and only Regis Stella, the brony pirate. How are you doing, Regis? I'm doing good. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, we've also got Rust Belt Kid. Rusty, how you doing? Fan-freaking-tastic. Love it. Love to hear it. And then we have Rusty's dad, TN Professor. Prof, how you doing? Doing fine. I think he refers to me as Gramps. Um, <laughs> it's Gramps. It's Gramps. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have got the farm equipment out. I have gone out and harvested the uh, candy corn from the fields. Oh, no. And then, uh, the, then got it off of the, the cobs, and it's sitting in buckets, ready to chase away all of the uh, young people for Halloween. Uh <laughs> Yes, my house is the crappy candy house. <laughs> oh, candy corn. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Oh, man. And then <laughs> last but not least, we have Tommy D. Tommy, how you doing? I'm doing quite all right. Quite all right. Awesome. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to have everyone here. Uh, kicking things off. Fam, we uh, all got to do uh, Tall Tale 2 and Tall Tale 3 over the last month. In, or two months, I guess, at this point. And um, I wanted to start off with Tall Tale 2 because I think Tall Tale 2 was Melee Island at its fullest. Like we got the Tall Tale 1 for Monkey Island was fantastic. It was a great kind of like introductory into the world and kind of like what, you, what you're going to expect with a lot of the puzzles and working things out. And I think everyone's biggest criticism was the um, pieces of eight being like the hard thing to find right so i want to kind of open this up to the floor like what were people's initial thoughts going into melee island what did you think of the expanded area um and and did you have any kind of point of reference with the original games so whoever wants to jump in uh 
kick us off. Let's see where we're going with this. Well, first things first, the island itself is bloody massive compared to like all the other islands. Like I think it may be bigger than or just as big or maybe bigger than the shores of gold. Mm. So there's a lot of areas to explore. We're also adding in new things like the dense forest, the circus, the uh, the ship, the stands, secondhand shipyard thing. Mm, yeah. 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 And as someone who has never played the Monkey Island games, but has, you know, heard about their, uh, you know, uniqueness and how they were like a video game exclusive series made by the folks of Star Wars and Indiana Jones fame. I'm like, okay, I'll, uh, I, I like this. I like it so far. And so, yeah. Yeah, I really have, have enjoyed it. Prof, what do you think? I could definitely appreciate the nostalgia piece uh, playing those and somehow they were able to capture a, a modern game interface and reference that that point and click or point and hunt uh, <laughs> that, that was part of the uh, the whole original game uh, they kept the quirky story and all that I, I I did struggle because it has its own unique humor and style and it kind of threw me off being in Sea of Thieves, which has a its own unique um, kind of humor and style. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't. It there were times it didn't quite match up. Um, I did love uh, Stan and his annoying jacket. <laughs> I purchased it just for the annoyance factor. Um, <laughs> I, I I love the nostalgia piece, but I'm Gen X. Uh, you know, I was there for the for the original. Yeah. I do wonder how it landed. For those with very little to no experience, I, I, some of the people I've talked to, it, it, they just didn't get it. Just didn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Uh, there's definitely a little bit about that. Um, Tommy, Rust, you guys got anything? I think uh, uh, I thought. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead buddy. Okay. Um, as someone that did play the original oh, on the 360 version, uh, I thought the conversion to a first-person view of the game was spot on. Um, a good way for a point and click to be in that in that fashion. Um, it just it felt right to me. Yeah. And like like was already said, I did wonder how it would um, translate to other people that's never played it or just didn't know what Mike Island itself was. But for me and uh, my sister, who I played with. We loved it. We loved it. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I would I would say that like. I never played Monkey Island. Obviously, when they announced this, I kind of watched some people play through Monkey Island a little bit. Um, you know, I never was, you know, I am that that older millennial, maybe, that kind of just never played that point-and-click stuff. I don't know. I just never was into that as a kid. Um, still not into it. Still not really into a lot of puzzly stuff. Um, I, I never have been, but I still think from what I've seen Monkey Island supposed to be and, and some of the kind of dry jokes and stuff like that, I think it carried over well. There was some I'm with Prof that I kind of was like, eh, I don't really get this, but it's cool. I think the biggest thing for me was there's just a lot of empty space in that second one where, mm. yeah, it's cool and it's big, but there's just a lot of space there that you're not doing anything. It's just you're walking or running around to get to the next big space where there's a small little group of things you do and then you move on. I will say, though, you know, with the bird and, and, and that whole thing and that whole little scene, I thought that was awesome. No, you know, whatever, spoilers, whatever. But um, I, I thought that was really cool. And I did think that was really funny. Um, I did enjoy, even though we had to go back just to get all of 
you know, <clears throat> the little combinations, but it was cool to have to play that part over again just because it was different and unique, I think. Yeah. No, no. The third and fourth time playthrough, because I missed a stupid coin, was not fun. <laughs> well, and ma making I mean, me go through the whole thing twice over past what I sh probably should have. I will say those coins were just as annoying in the original game as this. <laughs> they, they captured that dynamic. <laughs> See, that's why he's not Gen Z. He's really a boomer. <laughs> Back in my day, they just handed you the coins when you got off the boat. Um, so I, I did want to address, like, there's two two main things, I think, with Melee Island that really stuck out to me. Uh, and I and I want to, before I jump into that, Hayes, uh, Hefe, did you guys want to jump in on, on kind of overall thoughts of Melee Island? I liked some of the new mechanics, like the idea of the zipline, that kind of thing. I thought was really good. Mm, um, yeah, I, I loved I loved the circus, like like the, the the timed obstacle course. I thought that was fun and different, and I liked it. Uh, overall, it was great. I've, it makes me want to go back and spend some time and actually play those original games because just some of the, the again the quirky, dry humor. You, you could tell that that was something that was very distinct to the originals. So I, I, I knew I was missing something there, and I kind of want to go back and kind of get that full effect because um, yeah. I love a good corny dad joke kind of thing. Um, oh, so I feel like that would be that would be worth my while doing that. Yeah, that was that was a, like majority of the Monkey Island games was was that vibe straight up. Hayes, how about you? I I really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't play the the very first original game, but when they remade it back in, oh, I think it was 2009, something like that. I did play it. I had it, um, uh, I think it was on my Xbox, and mm. and I loved it. And uh, then seeing it being released on for Sea of Thieves, I thought it was fantastic. And the way they managed to transfer it to the to the first person perspective was amazing. I especially like the the like vista points or the memory points where you sit down uh. and you can see the perspective um from the original game in in a in sort of a first person view um and that was quite nostalgic i thought it took me back to my sort of early teen years when i first played the game so yeah no, i thought it was brilliant <laughs> yeah i really like the vista points i thought that that was something that you you know if you'd never come across them or you saw them then they wouldn't really they don't necessarily impact you but if you played the games and you know those 2d scenes by heart uh having those moments where you just kind of sit down and hear Guybrush kind of uh philosophically wax poetic about the the different things it was it was really kind of cool to just see that that being represented in 3d space but still capture that scene itself um i wanted to address a couple things that i think you guys already touched on which i think were kind of the standouts for tall tale 2 and that was most definitely the circus with the uh, obstacle course i think Hands down, that was the gem out of uh, Tall Tale 2 that everyone came across was that they had a perfect, a, a really fun experience with that. The other one was most definitely, in my opinion, uh, Meat Hook Island, where you had to go and uh, secure the the vicious beast um, to, that was set free uh, as a result of, of actions that happened on, on Melee Island. And I think those two moments really did kind of showcase... Um, an idea of what they wanted to do with the original game, 
but put something a little bit extra into it. Like we've had the insult fighting, we've had the interactions with Stan in the jacket, and those are kind of good little set pieces to kind of like say like, hey, you know, this is this is part of Monkey Island. But I think what they did with the with the actual circus and the obstacle course there and then the experience the atmosphere the mood that they set uh on meat hook island i think those two things really stood out to me as when rare has someone who who had a really good idea and they were allowed to follow through with it and they worked hard to try and execute it well um, cause I, 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 hands down, if it were, if anyone asked me like what parts of the tall tales were the fan, the, the best, um, I, I most definitely think that those two parts were my favorites, um, aside from the very end of tall tale two, which I haven't gotten into yet, but what did you all think of, uh, the circus as well as like meat hook Island? Is there something that I'm missing that you think is like one of the, the standout performances from the tall tale two? I think maybe they could have, uh. Let everybody enjoy the swapping of the 3.5 floppy disks as the game advanced. <laughs> God, I can see it now where you, where instead of your, 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 you meet up with a, a Kate Capstan and instead of like voting on the actual like book with a dagger, they just they have you hold this like little stone card that looks like a 3.5 floppy and you have to stick it into a into a, a coconut that's been like shaved to, to look like a disk drive. All right. I've lost your audience. I'm sorry. It's true. <laughs> the save icon. It was a physical thing. Gosh, darn it. What's a floppy disk? We had them back in the day. They're like flash drives, but weirder. Going through. um the first and second game, uh, Tall Tales, going up to Lookout Point made me feel sorry for Guybrush every time I got lost in the in the original game because I had always in those games you don't know what you're doing until you do it. So oh I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going up up the hill. No, I'm going downhill. Uphill, downhill. Made me feel <laughs> sorry that I gave so much cardio. It made me appreciate that because that's a that's a that's a high mountain. Yeah. Yeah, the number of times we've had to run up to the top of Lookout Point, I'm like, man, this would this would murder me. I would die trying to make this trek. Um, so if everyone's good with that, I wanted to get everyone's thoughts on the end of Tall Tale Two. Um, in in particular, because uh, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure the end of Tall Tale One had us running around with the spritzer bottles with the root beer, right? Correct. Okay. And I'm trying to remember what the end of Tall Tale Two was, because I feel like that was kind of a, a, a bit of a disappointment as far as like what we ended up doing. Uh, I think it's uh, you wake, you give Guybrush a potion that makes him remember things before he entered the Sea of the Damned. And thus, Melee Island is back to its normal, quotations, state of mind where they don't see Guybrush as this legendary pirate anymore, which is mm. how it is back in the back in the original games, mind you. Yeah. Says the person who never played the games, but actually seen them, because, I again, I know of Monkey Island's reputation as one of the most popular and influential point-and-click adventure games of all time. Yeah, it definitely is. Um it's hard to yeah. think outside of like Mist or Riven, any other point and click adventure games that maybe like Wolf Among Us. But yeah, most definitely one of the most influential. Yeah. But you're not wrong. You're like in uh, in kudos to you for doing some research on it too, because uh, Guybrush does not actually get 
revered the way he does in, in Monkey Island, which is why I think it works so well for LeChuck as this is kind of a moment where he's giving Guybrush what he thinks Guybrush always wants. And the whole time you're just kind of like wondering, you know, how is this all going to play out? Um, but I was I was kind yeah. of like left on a cliffhanger for Tall Tale 2. And it was a long wait until Tall Tale 3 to, to actually go to Monkey Island. So was there something about Monkey or, or Melee Island that uh, you all wanted to to talk about? Because I'm curious, actually, uh, with the with Melee Island, we had that long period of running around and doing the insult fighting. Uh, and there's a certain number of times you have to do that, both in Sea of Thieves, but also in Monkey Island. And it definitely feels less painful in the original Monkey Island game because it's it's a lot quicker. But what did you all think? And, and if anyone wants to jump in, definitely feel free uh, about the insult sword fighting. I think for me, the insult sword fight, I think that's what really got me to be like, OK, I don't really understand this because it just was monotonous. And I think it got to the point like the first time we went through and we were like just playing through, not worrying about everything else. It seemed like and and. Prof and Hefe can, you know, back me up, I think. But I felt like we did the insult sword fighting and it went like super quick. And, you know, next thing you know, we're, we're getting towards the end of it and that's it. And then when we went back through to kind of complete other stuff, you know, it, it makes you, com- you know, actually play uh, the whole storyline. And it just seemed like it took forever. And then it started making me think about like the insults. And it's like, I don't know, maybe I just didn't get it because I've never played the originals. But it just, for me, it was monotonous. It was boring. At that point, it was just a matter of doing it mm-hmm. just to do it. And even at that point, we started using Rare Thief to kind of like, okay, hey, what, what insult do I have to come back with? Or, or what is even the point of this? And it just, I don't know. It was very monotonous to me. Mm. But that was just my kind of view on it. No, that's a fair point. Uh, it's, it's definitely one I could see other people feeling as well. What did, it, what did everyone else think? I, I agree. It was something that I was kind of looking forward to, um, especially from playing the, the, the sort of remade version of the original game. And, and then when it actually came to it, me, uh, me and my crewmate, I, I yeah, it exactly like what Russ Bell was saying. It did feel just monotonous. And then when it started to come up and they would appear and you had to go do the different fights, I, I just thought it got kind of boring, I guess, near the end. Mm. Um, because I could never remember what the responses were. And I must have tried so many times. And my memory is terrible. So <laughs> mm. I just gave up eventually and let my crewmate do it because he was far better at it than I was. <laughs> it suffered from several of uh, what some of the other pieces suffered from, in my opinion. And that was... I could tell it was a labor of love and uh, a nostalgia kick for for people at Rare, but it went just a little too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another one in in Story Three that uh, I could tell they loved it, but it just went a little too long. Um, the 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 interplay, the way they laid it out, again, harkened back to the original. It, it was it was well executed, just. A little too long. I'm kind of curious in this case, uh, how how long did it take everyone to kind of work through the second Tall Tale? Do you guys remember? I know it was a, a while ago, probably by now. Longer than the first, I'll say. Yeah, longer than the first. I feel like the second one was like maybe two and a half hours-ish, maybe. And, and that was us kind of just, we didn't really... We didn't use Rare Thief until we had to go back to get some of those, you know, points that we missed. But, like, yeah, playing through it, I think it might have been two and a half, maybe at the most. Like, it didn't take that long. I mean, I think the longest part was the stupid insult thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
I know it took our crew because we were streaming it and kind of running around and, and goofing off and stuff. I think it took us about three to four hours for Tall Tale 2. And I think a lot of that was time spent trying to do the um, obstacle course. Like I, I think a lot of us were really kind of trying to see like what the best score was that we could get time-wise. And I know earlier um, there were a lot of folks that, that weren't able to make it that wanted to kind of uh, talk about this, but I know Godhammer had mentioned that uh, they had a great time with both the Tall Tales and that their shipmate and themselves got sidetracked for about 45 minutes trying to speed run the circus course. Uh, and their best time was 17 seconds, uh, 17.96 seconds, which I think definitely beat mine because I think mine was uh, at or around 20 seconds um, when uh, when we were working through it. And I'm I'm going to try and go back on xbox to try and better it just because i know like the frame rate will be a little more stable that's insane god hammer that's you know thinking back and 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 thinking about doing it we we ended up doing over a course of like two or three days we did each of the checkpoints and i feel like each of the checkpoints was an hour and a half to two hours to that point so it may have actually been longer closer to four to kind of get it all done um but we spent some time at the circus doing doing that because again that was the, the the circus bit and bird thing was was definitely my favorite parts um and i know we, we did spend some a good amount of time on that uh on the circus piece trying to get that accommodation mm-hmm. yeah i know it kept on getting lost in the forest yeah so that took a little time for me what did you guys think of the of the look of the forest i was really i was honestly really impressed with just the the aesthetic appeal of it uh the maze was one thing but it was kind of cool to see like pine trees and stuff by rare i thought the forest yeah, nice really... little different aesthetics in the fog it, it came together nicely yeah and i'm with i'm with tommy like i like the forest like i thought it looked really cool it was different um yeah, that first playthrough when we kind of were just going through the motions and getting everything that we need to get done for story-wise, uh, we definitely got lost, I think, probably a couple times for sure. I think when we started to go back and do it, it you kind of got used to like, oh, okay, I come in, I go right, I go this way, I go this way, and you're good. But then you're just, you're kind of flying through so you can get to the next part just to finish, you know, one little combination or whatnot. But it still was very... Um, very different and very cool, I thought. Um, I didn't, I didn't like falling in the water and having to swim all the way back to the beginning, but mm. uh, you know that happens. <laughs> that does happen, though. Yeah. Well, was there anything you all wanted to touch on uh, outside of what we've already covered for Tall Tale Two, or are you all ready to jump into Tall Tale Three? I thought we murdered Stan, but that's not the case. <laughs> Oh, Stan. Oh, man. <laughs> He's still floating. He's still floating. That that did <laughs> seem there. a bit harsh. <laughs> I, 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 we're never going to really know where he went. He just is still floating. <laughs> He's a sleazy sp- businessman. He deserves it for all I care. <laughs> the truth coming out. <laughs> Try to hard, sell us the black flag. The hard truth. Black um, pearl, but sure. Pearl. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, I don't stand, blame you. I stand with Stan. Stan with Stan. Best bud. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Stan with Stan. All right. So uh, Tall Tale 3, Monkey Island. Another... You... Oh, yeah, yeah. Before you jump there, did any of you catch um, in the reading that that's not the real Black Pearl, that, that he'd actually painted over another boat? And there, there's a reference in there of the paint peeling. Somebody bought it. Oh, and, no. And, and the paint started peeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's great. I miss that. Either that or I didn't. I don't remember. I know I was I was playing with uh, Davram, uh, Carrillo, and Dread Pirate Doug, so I was very distracted. 
uh, in both tall tales because of those three. But all right. Um, so if you guys are good with that, then we'll jump in into uh, tall tale three uh, with LeChuck in Monkey Island. I was I was really impressed when we got to this tall tale. Uh, the island itself is massive, even though it's only a, a, a portion of the entire island that is in the games um, originally. But I was really surprised at, again, a dramatic shift from the overall aesthetic that we are used to with Sea of Thieves. Uh, much more gray and clay-like stone. Uh, there's a, a nice kind of jungle area with a really cool river. Um, the size of the island alone is is absolutely massive. I genuinely think that it is bigger than, uh, uh, what's it called, Shores of Gold in general. But what did you guys think kind of seeing what Monkey Island was going to be, especially for the folks that haven't played the original games and didn't know what was coming? I really enjoyed the third one overall. I love the the biome shift like i think i think we've all been screaming and asking for a different biome for a long time and that's just kind of scratched that itch for me a little bit um i thought it was really good and i i like puzzles and stuff like i'm a big zelda fan um so kind of working through some of the things like the uh with like the lever and the rock and the different things you got to do i i i I enjoyed that i like that i kind of i like working through that um overall i thought it was pretty good in that regard, I've, did I it seem did, did the color scheme seem brighter to any of you guys? Because it seemed much that's brighter than what I was going to get. I first when we load like we load in and we're kind of sailing in, and at first I remember even saying something, and I, I thought like my screen was messed up or something because I was like, "Whoa, this is bright!" Like, and maybe you know I have a really bad stigmatism anyway, so real, real bright like light will just mess with my eyes anyways um but like as we got closer and and i understood like why it was that way and you know as you're doing some of the puzzles um it kind of made me understand more but i I do like what hefe was saying of you know the whole biome thing like even like little biomes within that one massive one because you know you go to certain parts of this island on, on monkey island it's like and it's almost like completely different um especially when you go like up you know when you're scaling up the rocks and and you're going up to complete all those puzzles up there and whatnot. I don't know. It just, it was very different. Um, kind of threw me off at first with that brightness and the, and the color schemes going on on that one. But, uh, I, I, you know, other than that, I thought it was beautiful. Um, I still feel like I'd have no clue half of the story because I feel like we just rare thiefed it the whole time. So I don't remember 90% of what we did other than just like little things. Even with that, it took me alone four hours and the two of you four hours to get that one done at least. Oh yeah. With rare thief, it still took us four hours. And I think that was my biggest gripe about it was even with rare thief and not really stopping to read the books or the puzzles and not really stopping to really pay attention to much other than to just go through the motions. It just took forever, especially at the end when you're in that stupid lava forever. <laughs> Once again, I got lost. Yeah. yeah. Down below. So, okay. Um, before we get down into the actual monkey isle uh with lechuck's lair um i want to get people's uh thoughts on uh two different aspects the uh initial approach to monkey island 
did you start off by going immediately to visit the, the Black Pearl? Um, or did you kind of venture off to go find your own way or, or check stuff out? Uh, we ventured to the Black Pearl first and then started adventuring. Like we went straight left. And the last thing we did actually was to see Guybrush. And then we realized, oh, he had a map for everything. Why, why didn't we just go over here first? Ah, uh, okay. Anybody else visit the Black Pearl? Was that a pretty common thing or... Yeah, I went straight to the Black Pearl. And who in their yeah, right mind wouldn't? I didn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, like, who in their right mind? <laughs> well, left left brain, I guess. I don't know. It took me forever to figure out that you meant to go to Guybrush. <laughs> I was there for about half an hour until I realized. I, I, yeah, the visual cues led you that way. I mean, you're following the ship. <laughs> Why wouldn't you continue to follow the ship? I got my own plan. Oh, <laughs> I don't need a guy brush to tell me what to do. I'm a pirate legend. No, I a true legend. So that's I think that's um where maybe my folly came in with the with the tall tales. I did not venture over to the Black Pearl. I, I just assumed it was another set piece that we would get to eventually, but I didn't I didn't assume that that was the the starting point. Uh, Cause you're kind of thrown onto the beach. And then at that point I was like, okay, cool. We'll, we'll go wander around the jungle for a while and see what, cause I already had played the game. So I knew like part of the, the set pieces that were going to be important. And um, after, if after a, quite a while, I finally went back to the black pro and I was like, Oh, Oh, you're supposed to start here. Got it. That's, that makes more sense. We wasted a half hour. The, other part that I wanted to touch on too was uh, with Herman Toothrot and the interaction with him and the banana soup and the monkeys. What did you guys think of the the tripwire with him? Oh, and I might that tech being used in Sea of Thieves proper. I did enjoy uh, leaving him hanging. <clears throat> he has a little He's conversation. He started hanging. It's great. Say again, Tommy. Oh, the uh, little quips he was saying after you you uh, trapped him was was pretty entertaining. Oh, yeah. But I never understood how those traps worked in the first place. It was always weird to me in real life. I have no idea. Uh, it's a part of my Boy Scouts that we didn't get to explore, probably for good reason. <laughs> Maybe too much Louis Tunes logic will do that for you. <laughs> True. It looks like we've got Evil Morpheus and Nipper Kim jumping in. Uh, folks, we are, we're talking Tall Tale 3, um, kind of the initial approach to it. We did cover Tall Tale 2 already, uh, but if you have anything you want to share about your thoughts or feelings on, uh, the Tall Tale 3, we're talking about kind of that initial island experience, um, some of the, the puzzles, what did y'all think of, like, uh, the, 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 the rocks, the catapult rocks that you had to do. Did anyone actually, I imagine you guys probably had to, but is, did anyone have any trouble doing the, um, hitting your ship with the rock? No, it, uh, you had to get to a certain point, uh, so I figured it out. It was pretty cool. But what, one thing that happened was the, uh, I think the game glitched because it wouldn't allow us to push, put the, uh, rock on the X mm, like a couple times. It was weird. And I think when we were doing it, if I remember correctly, Hefe said something about it, or somebody said something about it, and I think we just figured, like, okay, people have had problems doing it, so, I mean, we launched one rock, missed, launched the next rock, hit it perfectly fine. I mean, it was pretty easy for us, but, you know, other than missing a book that we up there or whatever it was that we had to go back and get, but other than hitting that, hitting the ship wasn't that hard for us, but I think it's just because we already knew people had problems before. Gotcha. Did you all like the... uh 
the different puzzles for that as far as like making the banana soup and having to go up to the different hideouts and finding that giant uh crevasse with the the hidden away section like i don't i don't know about you but i definitely fell into that thing a couple times i would actually point out that like for as much as i bash puzzles and puzzle games which i i I do have a very hard problem with it and and i know why i have a hard problem with them but even though we were using rare thief to kind of walk through this one I still liked the puzzles because before I looked down at Rare Thief and start reading, I was already we already kind of knew like okay we have this going on this going on. The puzzles were different and I liked them. Um, on this, I, I maybe it's you know I know I need to take puzzles slower and I can't have a lot of distraction around me or I'll forget what I'm doing because that's just how my brain works. But I really did enjoy the puzzles on this even with using Rare Thief and kind of cheating it a little bit. Yeah. It was good that there were multiple ways um, that the game gave you to get, like, the key um, for the shack, because there's more than one way to do it, depending on uh, your load-in. The first time I did it, you had to uh, go in the water and pick up the rocks. The second time I did it, I had to go uh, look in the cabinet for the key. So there's different ways of doing it whenever the game loaded in. Yeah, that was definitely something where I felt like... Uh, we had like the heart of fire that gave us three different paths to get to the end that uh, I I was hoping was going to be something that they brought forward. And that was about the closest that I could find to that, that connection there. It did force you to either use rare thief or pay very close attention to all of the reading uh, because there was no clear direction on the order of things. And there were times when you needed to do things in specific order, but I felt like they didn't really hold your hand in any of that you just had to figure it out which it's very reminiscent of the original gameplay that was kind of where i was wondering like do you think that they went too too hard into that uh aspect of the the point and click adventure games like should they have given you a little more lead on some of that stuff i think most sea of thieves players are used to having rare gently hold their hand a little more Mm mm-hmm um, it was another piece of the game interaction that reminded me this this was a this was a build on top of Sea of Thieves, but it was really not the Sea of Thieves. This was Monkey Island 3.0. Yeah. <laughs> Evil Morpheus, did you want to jump in with some thoughts? Can you hear me, Logan? I can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I felt that it was um a really it was long. It was amazing, but yeah, it could have been uh. Could have been a little more compact, I think, but I enjoyed I enjoyed it. I feel like a lot of people who didn't enjoy it, um, it was because they didn't play the games, the, the Monkey Island games. Definitely had that nostalgia necessary to uh, to, to stick with it, unless you, you kind of just knew that you wanted to get to the end of it, maybe? I believe so, yeah. Like, um, if they didn't know what was going for, like, a lot of the jokes, the hitting, I saw somebody who on the internet, like Reddit or something said, hitting your ship with the, with the, um, the rock uh, was kind of dumb and I'm like, well, you got to play the game to the get, cause that's part of the game, you know, different things in it. They're like, they felt that it was uh, lame, but they didn't understand it because the, they never played the monkey Island games. So, but I, I feel like that's part of, it's part of the nostalgia. If you, I personally didn't play the monkey Island games until three weeks before the tall tales, the first tall tale released. So I wanted that, that experience. Yeah, I know. I definitely appreciated the experience because I played the games and the reference that they made. I, I do want to know, like, especially like Regis or, or Hayes, I don't know um, 
if, if you guys want to jump, jump in as far as like your experience and having played or not having played the originals with Tall Tale 3, some of the puzzles that you had to work out. Yeah, so well, kind of complicated. I think from the, the third, tall tale, third Tall Tale, for me, the, the hardest bit was, and I think someone mentioned this already, was that boulder. I must have tried maybe 10, 11 times to try and get that boulder to hit my ship for the accommodation. I, it just wasn't happening. <laughs> I didn't do the I didn't do most of the accommodations because I just wanted to like, you know, get through the story and then maybe do them some maybe do the rest of them some of the time. Because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you do everything in the Monkey on Tall Tales, much like a pirate's life, you get a you get a shanty for completing everything. Yeah, I really, yeah. I really love that they did that, too. I was I was hoping that would be yeah. the case. I was I was kind of hoping it would be a pirate, uh, a pirate. I was meant to be, but nah, it has to be the Monkey on theme song. You know, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think you know, for for somebody like myself who never played the games, I know Hefe hasn't played them. Um, you know, some of it obviously, I I I'm kind of in that boat where I was like, I don't really know why we're doing this. I didn't think it was stupid or I didn't think it was like not cool or anything like that. I just, some of it, I was like, Oh, this is just monotonous. It's just more crap to get to more crap. It's felt like sometimes, but I didn't like, I didn't hate it or dislike it. It just, but maybe that's why, you know, going into the third one, we kind of had the mindset of like, Hey, we know we missed stuff on two. I don't want to have to do this three or four times going through this four hours at a time to just to get to one book or one thing like let's like that like let's rare thief it and make sure we don't miss anything make sure we're hitting everything and maybe that's why you know because we've never played the games before you know that it felt like that but i don't know i mean i still had fun with it but definitely didn't understand half of what we were doing or why we were do doing it yeah I am curious, uh, as we kind of like move on to the rest of the tall tale, um, I wanted to get some thoughts and feelings on the Q-tip that was used to gain access to LeChuck's lair and also <laughs> the navigator's uh, head and uh, using that. I loved it. <laughs> Again, though, it it's part of the original kind of shtick that was used. Um I'm ready to carry the the navigator's head around all the time. Uh, I kind of loved the interaction with him. Mm -hmm. Thing was creepy, rightfully <laughs> <laughs> creepy. I don't want a compass anymore. I want him. <laughs> oh, God. I think they can. Say, I think it's safe, it's safe to say that the director can now add zombies to uh, Sea of Thieves if they're gonna go with that design. I think. Ooh, next Halloween. I really did like the zombies as well as the. Um ghost skeletons in the monkey island like design yeah i was really kind of hoping that this year with halloween and stuff we would get something kind of tied into that given the 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 close nature of the monkey island releases maybe like you could get a costume that was like the ghost skeleton costume but for some reason that's that was just not on the docket or maybe they just didn't have time or the tech to be able to do that as a costume but i was really hoping that we would get some cool stuff from monkey islands to to kind of tie that in for the the season there's always later times we can get them i mean we got other pirate pirates of the caribbean costumes later on after long after the tall tales were released so yeah maybe we'll see them later on so maybe i hope so i hope we do because i think yeah, they've, me too. they've got some cool designs there um what did you they guys might not want to uh in interrupt the um the hourglass prizes with the ghost and the skeleton. I don't know. 
maybe that's maybe a reason why they wouldn't do that. Definitely a good a good point. Like they want to keep focus on people working on hourglass for reapers to get the the skeleton there. Um, I know they've already kind of like supplanted that concept, having the uh, is it the dark dark warsmith and spinal costumes in the Emporium. So I could see them wanting to focus mostly on the Reaper stuff. Maybe the Reaper stuff could have those rewards. I don't know. What did everyone think about making their way through the the maze? Because I know, at least from my perspective, uh, we had to try and work out how the game was designed to understand like how the navigator's head worked. Because there was most definitely times where I just expected it to automatically tell us which direction to go. And there were definitely points where we had to kind of like sit back and wait for the game to catch up to where we wanted to to go uh, by way of like hanging out near Guybrush, lis- listening to the little bit of, you know, like secondary com- com- or, uh, commentary about the, the situation and then moving on to the next bit of the the trek through the actual maze uh did anybody else run into that was that kind of a weird one-off that we had run into when i was playing with uh the the folks on the community no it seemed like um it was a little slow for us too or the head was spinning when we were supposed to go north but there was no way north i don't know that it was the head spinning that that uh, threw me off it had more to do with how the trail would wrap around in on itself and i felt like well, I didn't see that hole there before. But again, it harkened back to playing the old the old school game and having to stare at 8-bit pictures and decipher, oh, that's a shadow, which means there should be a hole behind that. And sure enough, when you clicked on it suddenly, oh yeah, then then I can go that way. So, that <laughs> didn't have to bring out the graph paper though. It was nice to make maps. Oh, the Zork my dad and I yeah. used to oh, make maps. Oh, you remember Zork, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is just a trip down Nostalgia Lane. We've been posting stuff in the chat, uh, old school games. So, <laughs> Commodore 64 in the house. All right, so I, I feel like we've covered pretty much all the way up until the kind of finale or, or at least the two-part finale. Um, Morpheus, I know you, you're mentioning in chat, do you want to jump in with some thoughts about the Navigator? Yeah, so the from my from my research, I saw where the devs said that it was on purpose that it spun around multiple times to give you a false, false sense of direction, and it would point in a wrong direction first to make you go one way and then get frustrated and then come back around and then it would part, point to the right direction and it would send you in the right direction. So yeah, I, from my understanding, was, that was on purpose to confuse you so that you would get disoriented. So that, that's, I saw the dev said that at one point. It's kind of weird. But once you learn how to learn what it does and it takes you about three or four times before it'll actually point in the right direction, the mechanic works just fine. It's, it's really weird. How cruel, 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 cruel. <laughs> Absolutely. Alrighty. So I wanted to touch on the two part finale. Uh the first part being the ship chase, which I know some folks have some some thoughts on, so I definitely want to get some thoughts on that. Uh but the second part being the cinematic uh encounter with LeChuck. 
in the wedding as as well as the subsequent fight thereafter um for me personally the ship battle itself first the chase aspect of it was cool but it felt like it was a little tougher than it needed to be as far as like trying to to keep up and navigate with uh lechuk's ship but that end finale with the arena fight having to take out LeChuck's ship three times, which is standard for video games. Bosses have three three times you have to defeat them. Uh, I was very impressed with that because I feel like that that was kind of if we ever had a flame heart fight, that was the way I was hoping to fight the burning blade it was like on a pit of lava fighting his ship versus my ship in an all out brawl that was very epic with like beautiful music and stuff from the music department and stuff. I, that's what I was I was excited to have. So am I alone in that? Did you all enjoy it? Were there things that you think they could have done better with that fight uh, before getting into the, the wedding chapel and, and the, the fight with LeChuck? Make it just a little shorter. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I could tell very obviously the design team was in love with their lava design. And <clears throat> I too appreciated their design. I just wasn't planning to spend an additional hour in in there doing that um but i I did enjoy it i hope that some of these assets that they've designed i hope it's not the last time we see it Mm -hmm. um in the caves the lava uh the the new island look and some of these other biomes i really hope that they find a way to to add those in 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 creative ways into the regular game so as much as i complain about it being just a little too long i i really did appreciate what i was seeing there and again i don't want to lose sight um as we mentioned before the music department knocked it out of the park again yeah yeah most definitely regis i saw you on mute there what do you got i was just gonna say like the one thing like the one thing that i'm want to see in the CFE's game proper besides obviously the zip lines is the insult sword fighting like sure you can oh, really? translate it to see if yeah I'm, I'm kind of curious like you know uh. what if CFE's does the insult sword fighting like maybe just you know it's like a, a friendly banter between pot between like you know your own crew and what I was like you know training and then so like insults and retorts and whatnot just you know as like a training thing like you know pvp training kind of thing or stuff like that so you're looking for like a a tool to kind of like help build a foundational understanding for for pvp in general Uh, that and so i can see more of it in the future because i really do like it okay all right yeah you can see like training dummies that they have on outposts you want to have fun with those true yeah Poor Mary's going to need him for the upcoming invasion of the GMU. <laughs> That's a whole nother story. Um, anyone else yeah. have any thoughts about the uh, the lava battle or the arena fight with the ships and the bow chasers uh, and the music that was just kind of uh, just beautiful in that scene? It was weird having an indestructible ship because mm. you, you couldn't sink. On, you couldn't sink, I don't think. And knowing that Rare makes this game so that you can solo just about everything. It seemed like having the side cannons were worthless if you had like uh, a crew because you had the front cannons being manned by uh, the computer players. Um, it was fine for me and because we were just two of us doing it, but it would have been nice if we could have been able to get on the front cannons ourselves. Yeah, definitely. Get an opportunity to use those. Anybody else have any thoughts on that? Overall, nice lava. Oh, yeah, 100%. I got something. 
What do you got, Evil Morpheus? Kate, Kate Capsize needed to do more than just stand there and shout at him. <laughs> what would you like to have? That was annoying. Uh, be Jack Sparrow and shoot some of the side cannons. Mm, I definitely see that. Be like Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Be, just be Jack Sparrow. She could have done a lot more. <laughs> yeah. She could have been done, done a lot more like Jack Sparrow because Jack Sparrow will, will shoot things that you don't want him to shoot. And she just didn't sat there and did nothing. Mm, maybe that's her Pretend she was fixing the ship. Yeah, that too. Hefe, <laughs> what did you think? Overall, I liked it. Um, it was it was too long, um, but I do hope that they'll take some of these assets, like I think was previously mentioned. Um, we've we've still got an unfinished story with uh, Flame Heart and all that. You know, he's supposed to be coming back into a physical form at some point. I would like to fight him in an in an, in an environment like that, kind of in a new area or something, uh, compared to you know something that we've seen in the past. So, um, yeah. I definitely liked the way they how they spent the time to create a bunch of this new stuff. I thought it was very well done. Um, and I echo you, hats off to the music department. The unsung heroes are rare. Yeah, most definitely. Really good content. Um, Hayes, Nipper Kim, anything that you guys want to add or, or uh, share as far as the uh, the Tall Tale? I think overall, I, I, I really like the Tall Tale. I thought it was fantastic and they did a really good job. The island was beautiful. Um, but I got to admit that like, people have been saying the lava the lava chase for me was just a bit too long. So that kind of brings... Oh, go ahead, Nipper. <laughs> I was just going to add like everybody else has been saying, it's just long. Yeah. A lot longer than I expected it to be, but I did enjoy it. So that, and, and the interesting thing is, is that with as long as that was, that wasn't even the actual end. Uh, that was just kind of getting us to the point of the wedding. Um, so at the very end, you confront LeChuck. Uh, there's a bit of a discourse between LeChuck and the Pirate Lord and the eventuality that he has set up for himself to become the ruler of the Sea of Thieves and the Sea of the Damned. Uh, what did you all think? of the finale both with the sword of souls being corrupted um having the opportunity to grab it but not being able to uh and then the insult sword fight that ensued afterwards uh did you like that did you think that it could have been something different um what would you have done for the ending finale i don't see anything that they i don't i can't think of anything that they would be able to do differently because it did it did go with the theme of the whole whole uh game i mean you finished them off with root beer mm -hmm. so <laughs> that was great That's and true. the combination of you had to train to insult and use that in the end to beat the big boss that came together went nice too yeah it was nice that they built upon some of the stuff that you learned in the previous tall tale as well anybody else have any final thoughts on it or everyone uh, good, Regis. I know you're coming back. We're talking about the the sword fights with uh, LeChuck. Like it, dislike it. I'm assuming you're probably a fan. I enjoy the cinematic and the fight with our own CFE's twist on the on the insults. Awesome. Yep. All right. Well, I did want to open it up if anyone wanted to share anything else. If not, uh, I feel like that is pretty much going to be our time for this episode. Uh, when we were playing this, no, the third Tall Tale, uh, somehow. We got merged with a different server. I don't know how that happened, but we got merged with a different server, and it completely made everything not register after that point. So we had to go back and go back to our checkpoint. It was it was kind of weird because why would we have to go to a different server? We're the only ones here. Yeah, that's weird. That's also the first time I've heard of that as well, too. Hopefully it's not something that 
many people are running into though. I know that this has probably been the most buggy of the three tall tales, which is a shame because I know that a lot of folks have been trying to get those achievements popped uh, and they just, they just for whatever reason aren't. Um, but I'm sure that Rare will probably continue to work at it to make sure that those do. Otherwise, I would recommend putting in a ticket to let them know that it still hasn't popped for you. Oh, it did pop. It's just that we had to go back. But yeah, putting a ticket is a good idea. That's good. I'm glad that I, that I put in out. a ticket and they closed it right away and saying that they're working on it. Oh, okay. So it's at least so, actively being worked on. Yeah, they said it'll, I'm at 99% completed and I was like, it's been like three weeks. I'm like, please try to fix this. And they're like, oh, we're working on it. We're working on it. And then um, they sent me a, a survey saying, hey, how was your experience? It's like, okay. Yeah. Good <laughs> that's, to, that's I, stuff. I appreciate the the earnest endeavor to try and get honest feedback. And hopefully folks are, you know, being constructive with that, that those surveys and stuff, letting them know like, hey, you know, this still hasn't been resolved. I feel like this is kind of a, a big bummer. I would like to have it finished off. Yeah, I would say the things that didn't register the first time a second playthrough for me remedied it. It was a bummer sometimes to have to go all the way back through for just one thing. Mm -hmm. Hoping that it would finally register. Um, I get it. Video game programming is hard. But it's gotten to the point now where I think all of us who have played this from day one just know that any new Tall Tale drop is going to have items or commendations that will be broke. It's yeah. just, it just, we expect it now. Yeah, there's, there's always going to be a little bit of... Uh... A little bit of jank and i think that is because of of them trying to get this content out as soon as it's available or, or like you know done for all intents and purposes like they are always kind of butting up against that that timeline for uh making sure stuff is is uh as ready as it possibly can be up until the last moment and they're constantly working on that and then having to you know test and, and deal with um bugs as the reports come in I know, uh, especially with like season season ten recently, we've had the 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 Reaper's chests and the uh, chests of fortune. Those commendations weren't registering the way they ought to. And uh, I know Caleb had called out that it should be like starting out at thirty of sixty as opposed to zero of sixty. Um, and uh, I I pushed a, a ticket in as well as a couple other people I saw who had actually gotten reports back that they were actively working on a fix for that. And it looks like that fix has been rolled out to most people. All righty. Well, I feel like everyone's pretty good on the commentary for the tall tales. Uh, overall, like 10 out of 10 score. I want to go down the list and get everyone's thoughts for the Monkey Island trilogy of tall tales uh what did you all think overall for the score uh i i personally i give it a nine out of ten i think the bugs and the lack of voiceover in the third tall tale uh were the only thing that really kind of uh took took it down a peg um but uh whole numbers uh, out there like captain hayes you got a review score for this yeah i'd give it a solid um eight out of ten eight out of ten Ooh. How about you, Hefe? I would say an 8 out of 10 with the caveat of if I had played the games, the original games, it probably would have been higher. Oh, sounds good. Morpheus, I like my whole numbers. You put a 9.5. Would you sway either 9 or a 10? I'd go back down to a 9 because of the bugginess of it, but I gave it a 9. I want to say 9.5 because it was awesome and it went through the um, original games perfectly. They, they tried to incorporate it as much as possible. 
Um, the visuals were amazing. Insult Solar Fighting was weird, but that's part of the game, and they, they did the best they can. Yeah, I would, I would give it a straight nine then. All right. Nipper Kim, you're up. I give it a nine as well. Uh, they did awesome with the graphics. The visuals were fantastic. The story of it was really good. It was just a little long. That's all. Mm, respect that. Regis, never played the games. What did you think? A solid nine and a half. Ooh. Can I sway you to go either a nine or a ten? I'll go ten just to follow of it. <laughs> Go for 10. I love it. Yeah, go for 10. I'll go for broke. All right. Prof coming in. We're a Monkey Island remake. It's a 10 out of 10 for a Sea of Thieves tall tale. Wow. I'm going to say 6 out of 10. Oh, interesting. I like the uh, I like the, the difference here. Like you're, you're respecting the mediums for what they are. That brings us to Tommy D. Tommy, what do you think? A 10 out of 10? 8 out of 10? 2 out of 10? I'd give it an 8. I'd give it an 8. Um, mainly because of the voiceover they actually did full voiceovers and uh adding the opening trailer like the reveal trailer that put up a point also nice well it sounds like everyone's pretty content with this i guess my next question is are you all happy with tall tales versus adventures i'm happy as long as we get both of them like either let's just say the next Tall Tales is going to be like, say, a One Piece crossover. Not sure. Don't say it. But I wouldn't be. But, you know, Adventures tie us over until the inevitable Tall Tales. Whether or not there'll be crossovers, like, say, One Piece is up for debate. Sounds and, good. You know, so keep, and yes, I'll keep pushing that One Piece crossover because it's going to happen regardless, you know. At some point. <laughs> How the strats will get here, I have no idea. And also, Logan, you need to watch the live action. Whether you watch the anime first is up to you. Yeah. And Japan, of course. Oh, I know uh, I saw Joe Neat said that uh, that he had watched it um, a couple days ago yeah, and, was, and everyone, was impressed. And every, second, and every second comment was like, One Piece crossover when? And I'm like, yeah. he's just expressing his... His feelings and <laughs> thoughts on the on the anime, on the series and like it's not a hint. It's just love for for a unique pirate franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I which I would mind. I'd rather things. have Popeye the Sailor Man. Oh, I forgot about Popeye. You know, it's funny that you bring that up because I went to a party last night and our friends dressed up as Popeye in olive oil. Hmm. Nice. All right. Well, That's if you're gonna bring up the, Popeye, uh, then you've got to bring up the live action Popeye movie with. Um, uh, Robin Williams. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> underrated classic. Oh. Um, Logan, I... Tall Tales. You going to get me started on this? Well, I, I genuinely want to know, like, was this a good investment for Rare? I don't know. <laughs> Rare is really... Re- I, I don't. Rare is really relying on these crossovers to drive new players into finding Sea of Thieves. Mm-hmm. And I still question how well this franchise, Monkey Island, was it pulling in new players who had no context uh, of the original game and and relied so heavily on nostalgia. Really, the engagement I had was vastly different than the engagement that Rusty had because I did have nostalgia for it. It comes out in my rating. Um, Nothing has landed like Pirates of the Caribbean as far as being able to reach players, new players, at the same level as as the rest of us. And so I I just don't know if this hit what Rare needs or seems to think they need with these crossovers. Um, And I, as someone who loves the Sea of Thieves story itself, I really would love Tall Tales to get back to telling truly Sea of Thieves tales. 
there's so much that we have left undone in that storyline. Mm-hmm. And if we keep jumping into these crossovers, we won't get. I... Well, that's what I've been that, that's yeah. what I've been saying. Like, you know, once we solve like, you know, the flame hot, the Briggsy, the Brethren, the you know, all that stuff, then we can focus on the crossovers, if you will. Once we solve all the story threads that need to be tied up, like I think there's like what fifty story threads to be honest, beyond the ones I mentioned. Yeah. And uh yeah, again, once those things are fin are finished, then we can move on to like those draw hats and the CFEs by some dimension hopping devil fruit for all we know. Yeah, we still don't even know why Ramsey have knives in his backs, so even in the books they don't say why yeah that bugs me all right friends i think that's gonna do it thank you all so much for joining us it was really good to get your all thoughts on the monkey island tall tales two and three apologies to the folks that didn't get a chance to jump in uh either at the beginning or at all uh this weekend i know a lot of folks were really um had a good time with it but definitely had some strong thoughts so always welcome to hear those and add those later on if if uh, y'all want to type something up for me I'm happily to include those later on in other episodes as well, too. Um, going down the list, we're going to say goodbye to everyone. Captain Hayes, thank you for jumping in, staying up late uh, over in the UK. Um, anything that you want to say or shout out as uh, as we head out here? Hayes might be busy playing. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot my <laughs> microphone was muted. <laughs> All good. Um, no. All, all good for me. Uh, thanks for having me again, and I'll uh, I'll see you next time. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining. Hefe, we're heading out. Are you going back on the seas or have you been on the seas this whole time? Uh, I was on all morning. Uh, I got to actually go do adulting and finish doing some house cleaning. we got some friends coming over this evening, so I'm probably done for the day unless I get back on later tonight. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting that. Alrighty. Well, thank you for joining us. Evil Morpheus came in and uh, we were kind of jumping into Tall Tale 3. Uh, thank you for jumping in, saying hi with us. Um, Anything you want to shout out or anything you want to share as we head out? Yeah, um, yeah. I just want to apologize for jumping in late. Me and Nipper can were uh, new friends, obviously through the through the uh, Gold Hoarders. But me and him were doing a four stack for the dam. Um, so yeah, uh, but yeah, everything good. I appreciate you uh, doing this for us, and uh, it was great. Thanks for having us. Oh, it was my pleasure. I'm glad that you two were uh, getting a chance to to get in some. Order the damned. I still haven't gotten any, uh, but I'm so tired. I don't know if I can stay up uh, without a nap before I got to go out to a, a ha- another Halloween party tonight. Um, Nibber Kim, jumping nice. in with Evil Morpheus. Uh, anything you want to shout out or say as we head out? Oh, thanks for letting me jump in. Uh, sorry about being late. It was probably my fault. I was looking at the, the <laughs> times there and told Morpheus <laughs> at the wrong time. So, uh, but yeah, uh, making a lot of some friends on here pretty cool i sailed with stella the other night too we did pretty well as well so it's been fun thanks for having me fantastic glad to hear it regis we're getting out uh, your day's starting i hope you're having a good rest of your uh your sunday today any plans Pro- probably just grind out the rest of my plan to pass to be honest and if i have enough money left overall just get the coin depending on how much it is because you know i'm sure you'll bring this up but like in the recording but you know pirate parks and all that taking a page out of destiny and whatnot yeah i was i was planning on talking about that next week because uh i want to take a look at it i i'm only level 50 in my plunder pass so i want to wait until i get a chance to actually pick up the coin to uh to see what's going on with all that but it was definitely on the docket for next week yeah talk about next week yeah so anyway i'll i'm here on the discord i'm here on the 
Twitter, just, you know, liking and sharing and whatnot. So, yeah. And, and keep an eye out for my fanfic because, you know, <laughs> Lord knows I need to get publish a new chapter of that sh- stuff. No worries. Anytime. All yep. right, Prof, uh, we're heading out, buddy. Thank you so much for jumping in. It's good to have the uh, the AARP community represented here, <laughs> telling us about what things were like before internet. Uh, you know what? To keep on that that theme, since uh, we enjoyed <laughs> Monkey Island, I, I would just encourage everybody go back, find some of those great foundational games of the late '80s and '90s, play them. You would not have the games you have today um, if you didn't have the originals, and they are still amazing to play. And you can find them on on applications like Steam uh, and, and other places and still play them, and you don't have to switch out multiple floppy disks. It's true. It's nice playing uh, Qbert without uh, having to worry about you know, RAM. Or, or for some of us, flipping out the cassette tapes. <laughs> oh man I didn't, even, I didn't even remember that that was a thing to be honest and don't forget to park your hard drive yes <laughs> that's all folks <laughs> awesome tommy you're heading in uh to to be our last member to give us a, a send away on this nice awesome saturday afternoon for me at least uh it's probably closer to like getting close to dinner time for you at this point but uh, anything you want to shout out or say as we head out? I just wanted to say thanks for uh, getting me on this my uh, very first Gold Hoarders uh, episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if I could, I'd like to share my impression of Joe Neat for a second. Yes, please. Hello, everyone. This is Joe Neat, uh, the executive producer of the Sea of Thieves. And welcome to the show. And goodbye. <laughs> I, I don't think that was too good. I don't know. I'm like, I might just clip that out and put that as the, as the beginning of the episode. It's great. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much. Uh, I know a lot of folks had to kind of dip out as we were kind of closing things up. So appreciate all of you for coming by, hanging out and spending uh, another Saturday in uh, another month. We'll be doing it all over again. So thank you. Love you all. I will talk to you all in uh, about a month. 